Welcome to Wake Up and Listen with Don Burnett and Dr. Don. If you've been looking to get unstuck, have better relationships all around, release negativity, emotional blockages, and invite harmony into your life, you've stopped at the right place. Now, here are your co-hosts, Don Burnett and Dr. Don. Good evening and welcome to Wake Up and Listen. I'm Dawn Burnett. And I'm Dr. Dawn. It's our heart's desire to inspire and empower you to expand your minds and provide you with the tools you need to take action so you can become what your soul's been striving to be. And to do that, we have a special guest today, Dawn, Nancy Levin. She's the best-selling author of Worthy, Boost Your Self-Worth to Grow Your Net Worth, Jump and Your Life Will Appear, and Writing for My Life. She's a certified master integrative life coach and the creator of the Jump Coaching and Worthy Coaching programs, working with clients privately and in groups to live in alignment with their own truth and desires. She used to be the event coordinator at Hay House for 12 years and hosts her own weekly call-in show, Jumpstart Your Life on Hay House Radio. Hi, Nancy. Hello there. Welcome to our show. It's an honor to have you. We're looking forward to expanding our thought process in regards to money and how our self-worth determines our net worth. I'm happy to be here with you. Excellent. Well, to start out, Nancy, um, we read through the book, amazing material. I mean, we've had several aha moments ourselves as co-hosts, so thank you for taking the time and putting that information out there. I want to talk about a few very profound statements in the introduction of your book, beginning with financial freedom means being relaxed about money. So my question is, how does one overcome the cellular stuck scarcity thoughts of the past and reprogram their subconscious? Yeah, so I first, I want to just back up a little bit. Sure. <laughs> because, yeah, so, so I w- the first thing is that what I'm talking about here when I say financial freedom, and I, re- I reframe it in the book, to be financial ease. And to me, e- the ease piece is that we are not hijacked by our fear. I love so, that. So that, so that we're not operating from a place of the, of the there's not enough. Because that's really what's going on here is that when we feel we aren't enough, or we feel we aren't good enough, we also fear that we'll never have enough. Mm-hmm. That's good. And that's, that's what is actually at the root of that scarcity mindset or the poverty mindset or the fear around there being a ceiling to what we can have. And what happens is a lot of us grow up with this idea that, you know, that, that, that abundance, let's say, is a zero-sum game. So if I have, someone else goes without, or if someone else has, I go without. And so it's also shifting our awareness to the fact that there is enough and there is enough to go around and that we create our own self-imposed limitations for ourselves. So this conversation really becomes more about expanding our own capacity to have and to receive. 
And when I listen to that, I mean, it brings me to the point, you know, Doreen Virtue wrote a great forward for your book, but the main thing she was talking about is getting to the root problem. Some people are not even aware of what their root problem is, and they're looking for a Band-Aid for their boo-boo. Why do you feel that people keep riding the same merry-go-round of familiarity. Why are why are they trying to avoid their issues? Is it because they don't know they have the issues, or they just don't want to deal with it? Yeah, you know, I would. There's a couple things I would say here. Is that uh, is that most of us want to stay in that place where we don't have to feel everything that is inside of us that needs healing. But the truth of the matter is, we can't heal what we can't feel. Mm. And that's what has us turn to all the things we do to have us avoid feeling or dealing. So that's when we turn to food or alcohol or exercise or work or TV or whatever our drug of choice is. So you know what? we, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, Nancy, I'm sorry for interrupting, but uh, That's okay. you know, most people uh, don't even know the definition of money. I once heard a good definition of money being uh, it's a byproduct of a product, service, or idea rendered. And in the marketplace, all of us are rendering some kind of a product, service, or idea. And abundance is when you can do whatever you are God-given, your innate intelligence, which is within all of us. Uh, and, and if you can maximize that, then you will have abundance in whatever job entity that you uh, that you get involved in okay yeah and I you know I really work with a more holistic piece around the net worth aspect what I'm talking about here than than just money or just the energy of money really moving into really moving into the the wholeness of our life so that we are living from a place that is the richest, juiciest, yummiest expression of ourselves so that our net worth isn't necessarily even defined by, by just the financial piece, but actually how, in, how much we're actually inhabiting the fullness of our life. That's very true. And, and I love that you touch upon that, Nancy. Uh, just to give you an idea, I think kind of to help bridge the gap here and what Don was saying in the organic approach that you're taking. I, I think of my own story and growing up, you know, I, I grew up, my dad left my mom kind of high and dry with five kids and thank goodness for mm-hmm. my grandparents keeping us together. But, you know, I grew up with the memory of standing in the cheese line as a kid, but it wasn't yeah. until I became more awakened and aware by getting a degree in alternative medicine that I even realized all these thoughts inside. So what would be your advice for somebody who maybe is walking around and they haven't even had that epiphany of the uh, of the thoughts that are even stored with inside their cellular memory. And that's a really important piece and that's why, you know, the first the first uh so the the book is divided up into 10 steps as is my worthy coaching divided into 10 steps and the first five steps are really about the uncovering. So mm-hmm. we begin with taking off the blinders, which is really that piece that we were sort of alluding to before about what do we need to look at that we have not been looking at? What are the ways in which we've been keeping our head in the sand? 
And then we, you know, move throughout the steps. And one of the really key steps is looking at our beliefs because our beliefs were imprinted in us when we were young children. And we're not even conscious of this. So just like, you know, just like the example you gave, when we're, uh, you know, usually under 10 years old is when this all starts gelling. And this is when our shadow beliefs, our limiting beliefs are formed when we're too young to process and digest what's happening on a healthy level. So instead, we actually make things mean something about us and we start drawing negative conclusions about ourselves. So we can look at the ways that certain beliefs were embedded in us and then what we made it mean about us. That's very true, Nancy. You know, uh, 95% from what I read, 95% of all uh, uh, what makes up a human is in the subconscious. Uh, you know, that's the yeah. shadow beliefs. And only 5% is conscious. And we don't realize that even in utero, the first nine months of life, 50%, uh, I've read where 50% of us is laid down. Our future lives, our future behavior is laid down in utero. A mother's not happy with a child and says things, the child picks this up. Bad thoughts make bad chemistry as well as good thoughts making good chemistry. And, you know, perceptions yeah. are really beliefs. They really are beliefs. And, you know, what yeah. a child perceives at a very young age, since 95% of them is pretty much laid down, uh, 90% of them is laid down in the first six years of life, you, you have to overcome that because you have no uh, ability to rationalize and reason. You just accept your program downloaded. And uh, so a child has to overcome whatever his parents or the next door neighbor or the priest, the rabbi, whoever, has in, uh, or teachers have uh, put on him uh, in his growing up environment. Yeah, and, you know, so what's happening at this time is that we are, you know, these beliefs are setting in us, and then as we grow, become adolescents and adults, we go out in the world with these beliefs that we've been holding about ourselves. Again, you know, I'm not good enough. I'm not enough. I'm not lovable. There's something wrong with me. Really, at the, fun, at the, at the funnel, at the heart of all of these beliefs, they root down into, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy of love. I'm not worthy of money. I'm not worthy of happiness. I'm not worthy of freedom. And we go out in the world, and what we do is we begin to draw toward us people, places, relationships, situations, circumstances that reinforce those beliefs. I like because that. Our, I like... Beliefs, our beliefs are magnetic. Exactly right. I like the part that you said uh, our beliefs feed our excuses, but our excuses also feed our beliefs. Yes. Our, our beliefs and excuses can get, can get really intertwined. And the problem is that we treat our beliefs first and foremost as if they're facts. But a yes. belief is not a fact. <laughs> a belief That's is right. just a long-held idea of how we think the world works. Or how or our place in the world? It's a, really yeah. just a long held. It's a long held idea, but it's not a fact. And then our excuses come in to sort of support the beliefs that we're holding. They become the the rationalization and the justification. And really, our excuses are just our resistance. Absolutely right. Yeah, I think a lot of people have confusion today as far as what a, a belief. And an excuse and what truth is. I think their their judgment is very clouded on what truth is. 
And I can see where your program really helps people to gain clarity on where they've been, where they're at, and where they want to go forward and what the truth is. So Mm -hmm. we're getting ready to go to a commercial break. When we come back, Nancy will be providing insight on how we can put more money in our piggy banks just by boosting our self-worth. Very great information here. Stay tuned. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of feeling stuck? Well, this can be your disconnect of the past. We can help you live the life of your dreams. All you have to do is check out a new dawn naturalsolutions.com and get started by making a shift and signing up for your free five keys to unlocking success as featured in Jack Canfield's The Road to Success book, Volume 2. That's a new dawn naturalsolutions.com. We're here to help you connect to ultimate wellness. A new dawn natural solutions. Take control of your health and live a natural way to a better life. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. This is Wake Up and Listen. If you have a question or comment about the show, please send an email to wakeupandlistenradio at gmail.com. That's wakeupandlistenradio at gmail.com. Or you can even post them to our Facebook page. Just search Wake Up and Listen. Now, back to the show. Here's Don Burnett and Dr. Don. Welcome back, everyone, to Wake Up and Listen. We've been talking today with our guest, Nancy Levin, about how our self-worth can grow our net worth. We've had some great discussions here. Nancy, I know we've been talking about our thought process and, and when we're children, things that happen can affect our future. I, I want to touch upon another big impact in our lives, and that's the media. The media today sends so many messages, and it's a powerful tool for communication. You mention in the book that the media bombards us with images that show women are most valued for how we look. And I think a lot of girls and women today struggle with that. How would you say that ultimately affects our net worth and our self-worth? To me, it's really tied to the way in which we, we are seeking external validation and external approval. And it sets us up for really what we're doing is we're putting our worthiness in the hands of others. And we're, you know, I often will say like we're, you know, we're like hooking our, worthy, our wagon, our worthiness wagon onto someone else. Oh, that's and letting great. someone else be the be the the determining factor of our worth and value. Yeah, even like I and think the, so, me, the 
I'm sorry, but the media is uh, is like a like a man in a woman's life. They're portraying a woman as a sex object. I mean, look at the dress, Hollywood, all mm-hmm. the stuff on the internet. They portray women in absolute, without mentioning all the Hollywood names, but they portray women in you know sexy, sexy, sexy clothing, and that is not what a woman should be doing. They they have an inner soul and inner beauty. That's what they want to attract a man with, because the man is obviously attracted to a woman physically. But what's really happening is that for many women, for many women and, and myself for many years of my life, we were really, we were really defining our worth and our value in what we, in the way we perform, the what we achieve, what we do, in the people pleasing, in the bending over backwards in all the ways that we're chasing that external validation and approval in order to buy love. Mm. And I'm really, you know, what this, what this book is really about at the heart is about knowing that our worth is inside of us. Our worth can't be given. It can't be taken away. Our worth is our birthright. And we are worthy just by being here. We don't actually have to do anything at all to prove our worth. That's great because, yeah, as children, we're certainly not taught that. And we are to live up to whether it be parents' expectations, teachers' expectations. So really, it's relearning to connect with who we truly are on the inside and accepting ourselves for where we're at at that moment in time. Would you agree with that? I would absolutely agree because... You know, we really want to be, we, the first step is the acceptance, is accepting where we are right now and acknowledging that where we are right now is the culmination of every choice, decision, and action we've made up till now. And that if we want our lives to be different, then we're being called to make different choices. Because I really do believe that we all have the power to live the life we want to live. We have the power to and capacity to create what we most desire. Yeah, absolutely and, right, Nancy. Mm-hmm, and it really, to me, comes down to choices. Because if we don't do anything different in the present moment, our future is going to arrive looking very much like our past. Yep, so I, right. I often say that our present moment choice is the predictor of our future. It is our crystal ball. I, yeah, I appreciate you saying that because there's a, a big movement today on the law of attraction. And I know that Don has a question for you. He wants to ask on that. So I'll have you spin off and clarify with that because... It's very prevalent today. What was your question on that, Don? Well, you know, Nancy, that uh, there was a, a lot written on that, uh, uh, the book, The Law of Attraction, and yet many people mm-hmm. followed that for many years, and, uh, mm-hmm. and it didn't work for them. And then you mentioned in your book, and I highly agree, that it has a flaw, why some people find yeah. it doesn't work. Well, what makes you say this? So to, for me, what I believe is that Change is only going to happen when we align truth and desire with action. Mm, that's great, Nancy. So it's not, it's, and I do believe, I believe that the universe wants to support us, and I, I believe the universe wants to provide 
And I believe we have to take the first action step in the direction of our desire, and then the universe will come to meet us. But no, I, I am not, I'm not a believer that we can just sort of sit here and listen, I know, you know, say a bunch of affirmations or just have magical thinking mm-hmm. about what we want. I do believe we have to, we have to take a step in that direction. So would you say the first key for people that are struggling with clarity on that is really uncovering truth? Oh, I mean, I will, I will always come back to that is the most important thing. So my book, Jump in Your Life, will appear. The first step in there is admit to yourself what you already know. The first step in worthy is take off the blinders. It is always about, first and foremost, coming back to your own truth. Because the deal is that we are all hiding something we think we need to hide in order to be loved and accepted. Mm, that's uh, true. You know, when I, think, when I think of truth, Nancy, uh, something that is true, if it's true, really true, it always was, it is, and it always will be. And uh, I often look at that innate intelligence or God-given or Mother Nature-given intelligence that, within, that is within all of us. But we put in, we put on the, the blinders and, she, uh, and la- uh, a, let's say, uh, layers of, uh, of disbelief from misperceptions over many, many years. And uh, we cover up the, the diamond uh, that is within all of us to express ourselves fully. Yes, and we cover it up because we believe that we are, it's, it goes back to these shadow, shadow beliefs. We believe we are flawed, and we believe in order to have love, in order to be accepted, we have to actually hide fundamental pieces of ourselves. And the irony is that we're all also running around saying, I just want to be loved for who I am. But we can't be loved for who we are until we're ready to actually reveal the truth of who we are. Oh, that's great. I'm so glad that you touched upon that because that's a lot of, of what I teach as well. And I can see with everything that you're saying, Nancy, and so many people, you know, that I speak to, that I run into, you know, even just out at the grocery store because I talk to everybody, um, that mm-hmm. <laughs> which is a good thing. We're all connected. Um, that I can see why people need coaching because, a lot of people are not even aware. They're they're just kind of almost, I call it the zombie state. They're just moving forward in the same direct in, direction, expecting different results or not even mm-hmm. sure what they're expecting or what they're wanting. And mm-hmm. they need somebody to help them uncover that truth. Mm, you know, I, yeah, and that's, you know, so, so really, you know, coast, coaching first and foremost is about your commitment to your own evolution. And then my commitment to hold you accountable to your commitment that you're making to yourself. Oh, that's good. And so it is a process of guiding and uncovering and really guiding you to your own self-inquiry, to your own self-understanding, to really befriend your internal landscape so that you can get clarity of vision because once you have clarity of vision, then you can make choices in alignment with the vision. The vision becomes the vision becomes the sort of measuring the measuring stick by which you by which you decide where you're go- what your choices are. So you can either serve your vision or sabotage your vision. Oh, that's great. And you know, really, I- you know, the heart and the heart of it is that we're always looking at at 
resolving that discrepancy between where you are right now and where you want to be and the actions that will get you there. You know, I, I look upon everybody's job. I don't care if you're a street sweeper or you're president of the United States, but everybody's job is serving or enhancing the welfare of somebody else. And really, when you look at it, that is actually love mm-hmm. in action. So if somebody hasn't got, isn't a loving person, they're going to have an awful hard time expressing serving others, which is love in action. Yes. Yes, exactly. So there's definitely a formula to making this all work. And, and we did read through the, the 10 steps. And I like that you put that out there because people want a quick fix. Tell me what I got to do. Let me get it done. People are used to taking pills to help fix things. They just, they want everything fast. It's the pace that our society runs at. So there's definitely, it sounds like a formula um, for creating breakthroughs in life. I do think there, I do think there's a formula. I think that, you know, we, but, but the first piece is to be able to uncover the parts that we haven't been willing to be with. So we have to be able to see what these beliefs are. We have to, and we have to be, I mean, we have to first uncover the, the beliefs so that we can shift the beliefs because that's really what we're doing. We're going back in and we're acknowledging that this is the belief that was here first and that I don't, I have a choice now. I don't have to choose this belief anymore. I don't have to choose this interpretation anymore. I can create a new belief that will support me. Another really big thing that happens is when people come to me and they feel really stuck and unable to move forward in the direction they desire and they've put so much effort and energy and attention on what they want and yet they still can't get there. Whenever there is that discrepancy between where we are right now and where we want to be, there's always an old, outdated, underlying commitment that is in the mix. And what I mean by that is that, as I was saying before, I do believe we are completely capable of creating what we're most committed to. The problem is most of us have no idea what we're most committed to because we think we're committed to what we say we want. But the truth of the matter is that we're more committed when we don't have what we say we want. We're more committed to something that is rooted in a survival strategy we put in place in childhood. So this can very simply look like, you know, someone who wants to, you know, show up big in the world, be on stages, public speaking or performing in some way. And yet when they were small, they had made a commitment to staying invisible in order to feel safe, to staying quiet in order to be loved, to not rocking the boat in order to feel safe. And we can see the ways in which they're more committed to that survival strategy of childhood than what they say they want. Absolutely. So to spin off on that, we're going to go to a commercial break and coming up, we'll be discussing the difference between those beliefs and facts and how they can cause limitations in life. So we'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of feeling stuck? 
Well, this can be your disconnect of the past. We can help you live the life of your dreams. All you have to do is check out a new dawn naturalsolutions.com and get started by making a shift and signing up for your free five keys to unlocking success as featured in Jack Canfield's The Road to Success book, Volume 2. That's a new dawn naturalsolutions.com. We're here to help you connect to ultimate wellness. A new dawn natural solutions. Take control of your health and live a natural way to a better life. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Why? Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. This is Wake Up and Listen. If you have a question or comment about the show, please send an email to wakeupandlistenradio at gmail.com. That's wakeupandlistenradio at gmail.com. Or you can even post them to our Facebook page. Just search Wake Up and Listen. Now, back to the show. Here's Don Burnett and Dr. Don. Welcome back to Wake Up and Listen. Joining us today is Nancy Levin. We've been exploring ways on how we can overcome negative chatter of the past so we can start prospering in our life. So thank you, Nancy, for our discussion so far. I, I was just telling Nancy during the commercial break that I am I feel like Johnny Five on short circuit input input the the information <laughs> that she's providing and we're, we're discussing. I, I just I love the conversation. You know, so many people today, Nancy, are walking around wearing masks as we're talking about uncovering truth. And and they're really masking of who they truly are on the inside, whether it be that they're covering things up because they're hiding a secret or they just simply are not in touch with the reality of who they are. And I know we've been talking a little bit today about excuses, and you say in your book there's self-imposed limitations that have nothing to do with reality, just like our beliefs, they're not facts. So what are some ways that our listeners can decipher the difference between knowing what a fact versus an excuse or a belief is? Yeah, so... A fact is is uh, is a is an objective truth. So I am a woman is a fact. If I go into the story of I'm a woman and therefore I can't make enough money to support myself and I'll never find a man and I'll always be alone and I'll and I'll be miserable my whole life. Then you can start hearing the way that, that we start loading in the story, which is the, made up of the beliefs and the excuses for why we don't have what we say we want. So we cause our own suffering by the story that we start wrapping around the fact. 
So anything that isn't an objective truth, like I'm a woman, anything else we add on to that is an excuse or a belief. Yeah, a misbelief, <laughs> misperception. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a limiting belief is what I would say. Yeah. It's a limiting belief that we, that it, and it's an interpretation that we, that we unconsciously created. Because we, we actually have the power to create our own interpretations for every circumstance. We are incredible meaning-making machines. We are, we are making meaning all the time. We are constantly interpreting things. And the thing is, is that science has proven that there's a negativity bias in the brain, so we default to the negative. Oh, that's so great. This shows up even in, you know, simple ways around, you know, okay, if I don't get a text back from someone in the time that I want, I can start making up a whole bunch of meanings. He doesn't love me. She doesn't want to have lunch with me, right? Yeah. And we don't know what is really going on until we hear from the other person. But in, in the meantime, it's just interpretation. It's just speculation. We're just making up a bunch of interpretations, and we have the power to choose an empowering, positive interpretation or a negative disempowering interpretation. And most of us go to the negative. And, and why would you say mainly they do that? Is it because of what they've learned in the past through experience or through what somebody's said to them? It's, it's, it's all of that. It's all of past experience and what's been said and that it is, it is actually, their science has shown that this is our default place, that we, will, that we actually default to the negative. So we have to take it upon ourselves to sort of parse out, okay, this is a negative interpretation. This is a negative belief. I now can imagine, first and foremost, I can imagine or look back in my life and actually bring forth a counterexample of when this belief was not true, which most of us actually have. We actually have past proof of our beliefs not being true. Mm. And we go, but we forget and we go back to sleep. So then it's, the first step is, is the belief. The second step is what's the counterexample to that belief. And then we actually get to go in and create a brand new belief. You know, the funny thing about life, Nancy, they say 90%, 90% of what we see and hear on a day-to-day basis is negative. And no wonder people are negative-oriented. I went to a seminar once in Boston, Massachusetts. It was a movement out of California called EST, E-S-T. And at, yes, the very final, okay, at the very final day of the seminar, the whole crux of the whole thing, the answer was, we are all machines. And basically, he was really talking about the 95% of us that are drilled in our subconscious at those first six years uh, by other people's thinking. You know, when uh, uh, they call it stinking thinking, you know, when it really is true. Uh, we are programmed for negativity, and, and we have to spend yes. the rest of our lives trying to overcome it. Yep. Don't, you, don't you think so? Mm-hmm. I do. Mm. I most definitely do. I was uh, looking on Facebook. We actually had a question submitted by Debbie Dickerson, and 
I love what she wrote here. So she's wanting to know what is the best way to stay in the vibration of feeling worthy when the universe is throwing things your way that make you feel unworthy? So the way I relate to this is that we're, is that we're still looking at something outside of ourselves. Hmm. So if, the, if we're going to look at the universe as throwing us things that make us feel unworthy, it's because we're living in reaction to what's coming at us instead of from our own organic agency of, res, of responding to the world. Absolutely. Because, because nothing can actually make us feel anything. It's a choice about how we choose to feel. Yeah, I'm glad you bring that up because I find, you know, even in relationships in the dating world, so many people today are looking outside of themselves for a fulfillment of something that is lacking with inside and they mm-hmm. don't realize what they really need is within inside themselves and it's just a matter of making that connection. That is correct. Here's the thing. Everything we are seeking externally needs to be resolved internally first. Absolutely right. 100% That's right. That's great. Absolutely. People have to be more soulful today rather than uh, on the physical end of things. You know, it's kind of like spirit, mind, and body and that emphasis. And, you know, your spirit is kind of your soulfulness, uh, your lovingness. And, uh, you know, but t- today people don't think. You know, they, they memorize things and they repeat but they don't think and know anything. And when you're just a memorizer and repeater, you're like a carbon copy. Too often in college, uh, you just be think by like everybody else uh, thinks. You think alike, look alike, and act alike, but there's no individual creativity. So when the kids come out of college, uh, they really don't have anything that sets them apart, their own individual personality, character, intelligence, and whatever they can offer in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Yes. So- so would you say learning to connect, it is a learned behavior then? It's, it's relearning what we've kind of grown up with and been taught. Is that correct? I, I, do, I do think that that is true. And really, I mean, it come, for me, it is always going to come back to choice, that we do have a choice. You know, one thing I can, uh, I can relate, Don and I were talking uh, about this earlier in the week, that uh, really learning is actually shedding, because we have to shed about 90% of what we were programmed, that subconscious nonsense. So learning is yeah. actually shedding. We don't have to take on more stuff. We have to unlearn the stuff that we were programmed, uh, you know, all the software dumped into our brains, and then we express it uh, wrongly, and then we wonder why our lives aren't any good, because we're attracting what all the misprogramming in our subconscious uh, has dictated to us. That's right. Mm. That's right. Yeah, I'm glad you said that, Don, because, you know, when I first started out on my journey of wholeness and healing, oh, goodness, wow, probably over 12 years ago, it's been an amazing journey. But if somebody would have told me back then, well, you got to do something else, <laughs> you know, you're just kind of like, I couldn't possibly if I tried. So I'm glad that, you know, Don mentioned to our listeners that it is shedding 
not having to take in more information. It, it's getting rid, rid of the programming that's in your cellular structure that's obtained the information along the way. It's not having to do more. It's actually having to do less and just kind of going within and being quiet and in self-discovery. That's a good point, Mm -hmm. Dawn. And you know, I always thought that it was explained to me, and I totally believe it, that the definition of success is a progressive realization of a worthy ideal. Now, when you say worthy, it goes right, fits right hand in hand with what you talk about, self-worth. If Uh you, you're not, you know, and it has nothing to do with money. Nothing was mentioned in there about money. Uh, you know, That's so right. somebody somebody can be a school teacher and be ten times as successful as some athlete making twenty million dollars a year, who in in his life is really a personal failure. Yeah, it's that's why it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not about the money at all. And what we start to see is even that the beliefs beneath all of this encompass so much more than just about the outward presentation of quote-unquote success. Absolutely. And um, so, Nancy, where can somebody go to get in contact with you to get a copy of your book? The, the easiest place to find me is my website, nancylevin.com. And there you can get links to my books, to my coaching to my, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of that. And right now on the homepage of my website, I'm actually offering a free masterclass called Live Your Truth. So you can sign up right there on my homepage. Wow, that's great information. So all over social media, simple Nancy Levin after the the regular social media plugins and what have you. I know there will probably be a lot of listeners uh, when we're finished with the show going to check out your page and signing up for that master class. Um, certainly some great information. What would be one piece of real media advice that you would like to leave our listeners with this evening? I will always come back to change begins with one different choice. Excellent. And that it doesn't need to be some big, huge jump. It's just what's the next, what's the next step that you can take that will move you powerfully, powerfully forward? And what's the one different choice that you can commit to making so that your future doesn't arrive looking like your past? Oh, Nancy, we want to thank you for being a guest on our show. Great advice. Thanks for enlightening ourselves and our listeners. When we come back, Dr. Don and I are going to unveil the truth of how our thoughts have personally impacted our lives and our net worth. We'll be back in a moment. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of feeling stuck? Well, this can be your disconnect of the past. We can help you live the life of your dreams. All you have to do is check out a new dawn, naturalsolutions.com, and get started by making a shift and signing up for your free Five Keys to Unlocking Success, as featured in Jack Canfield's The Road to Success book, Volume 2. That's a new dawn natural solutions.com. We're here to help you connect to ultimate wellness. 
A New Dawn Natural Solutions. Take control of your health and live a natural way to a better life. Why do some people seemingly make the same mistakes when it comes to love and relationships? What is the best way to find love? Make a visit each week to Destination Love. Host Shelley Pumphrey will bring what you need to know to find love. No, it's not about the next fad, dating site tips, scoring the first date, or looking your best. Rather, it's empowerment, knowing that your authentic self works best and the science behind finding love. Destination Love is live Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on Voice America Variety. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. This is Wake Up and Listen. If you have a question or comment about the show, please send an email to wakeupandlistenradio at gmail.com. That's wakeupandlistenradio at gmail.com. Or you can even post them to our Facebook page. Just search Wake Up and Listen. Now, back to the show. Here's Don Burnett and Dr. Don. Welcome back to Wake Up and Listen, where we've been talking about our thoughts and how they're a direct mirror image of our net worth. I'm joined by my co-host, Dr. Don. Say hi, Don. Hello, everybody. Don, I want to reflect on what we've heard today in speaking with Nancy. Wow, powerful words, great advice, important information, and how her information, how we connect our personal thoughts, and how they've affected our lives. Now, I know growing up, Don, you had a completely different childhood than I did. Mine was Walt Disney-esque. Yes. You were the fairy tale, and uh, I was the horror show. No. <laughs> <laughs> but um, growing up, you had a, a unique situation, but maybe there's a listener tonight that will be able to identify. You grew up in a very loving environment, loving family, very supportive, yet there was something in your childhood that was a thought process and a hindrance from you having abundance until later on in life. Can you explain to our listeners what that is? Well, you know, I come from an Italian background. I mean, my mother was born in Italy, came over when she was nine. I'm like, because my father's Italian. Well, you know, they're very protective. You know, the love was so strong that they did everything for me and my brother, so much so that when it came to <laughs> mixing in with friends in the junior high school, high school, I was so shy. I had that shyness disease, and I had, you know, friends. I, I couldn't have, I didn't have friends, uh, play sports. I was very athletic, but, you know, very shy. I couldn't take, a, couldn't be the leader in anything. So I prevented myself from an awful lot uh, growing up uh, just because of my shyness. That was an absolute disease. So then, uh, you know, Dawn asked me earlier, she said, well, what did you do to overcome that? Well, it took me until I graduated from graduate school. A great speaker came to our state licensing seminar. I taped everything he said, and it was basically about drugs, not only the legal ones, I mean the illegal, but the legal drugs that are causing problems in America. And when you look around today, there is a lot of legal drugs causing problems. Well, I, I closed my practice for a week, listened to, every, uh, to the tapes day and night, uh, rented a hall in a church, and I became a, a speaker automatically. Never was in front of an audience. There I am up on the stage, and I opened my mouth. I was scared to death, but once I started talking, my fear ran out the window because I was so passionate about what I was talking about. So boldness 
is genius in disguise. At that time, I guess there was some genius coming out because I wiped out my fear. So that was the turning point in my life as far as overcoming the fear and the shyness. And you certainly don't seem shy on the dance floor, might I add. So. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad to see that you've overcome your fear. Oh, thank you. And i got to ask you a question. Yeah, go ahead. Now, you, you wrote uh, your book there, True Confessions uh, of the Heart. Yes. And obviously, you mentioned a lot of your life travails. Yes. At whatever age, young and coming up through in your family unit, and then later on in life with marriage. And obviously, that had a big effect on you. And negatively, I guess a lot of it, could you just explain uh, to our audience a little bit about what happened, how it started, and how you got over it? Yeah, certainly. Well, I mean, you know, it starts obviously from childhood. And for those of you who are just joining us and haven't heard the beginning of the story, uh, I grew up in a broken home. My dad left my mom. Uh, with five kids, and if it wasn't for my grandparents, we would have all ended up in separate foster homes. So I am so, so much gratitude for them today. They've since passed on and are my guardian angel today. But, you know, I have very vivid memories of standing in the cheese line. And, you know, although we have gratitude, I think that's why I can't stand Velveeta cheese to this day. (laughs) Besides, it's probably not the most nutritious thing to eat. I agree. Um, But it wasn't just that. I mean, that certainly, you know, the scarcity of money sticks with you. And, you know, some people will say, why do you do what you do today? And, you know, I'm a single mom today by choice. And and I say by choice because it was my choosing to exit, you know, a very abusive and toxic marriage. But, you know, I grew up with abuse in my home. I then later, you know, attract because like Nancy said, if you're not connecting and you're not dealing with the inside and, you know, realizing everything you need is within because I was so broken, I kept looking for the outside. So then I attract dysfunction because I am dysfunction at that point. So the more you keep compounding the problem, the more it grows, you know, the more you have that thought process of like Nancy saying, you know, I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough. Although you may not externally be verbalizing that, your internal dialogue is verbalizing that. And I have to say, it hasn't been an easy journey. It's been a beautiful journey. I am light years ahead. Um, very, I have so much gratitude for that. But I've done everything from tap therapy to mirror image. I do meditation. Um, very positive person, as you know. I, I'm very clear on truth and what goes in, you know, must come out and surround myself around great people. But I do want to add to the audience that, you know, these scarcity thoughts, they don't just go away overnight. It's really a lifelong journey. There are things that will, you know, pop up and rear their ugly head. And I've had to, you know, through all the different healing modalities that have worked together in synchronicity for the better and the good. And I'm a very spiritual person, as you know. So um, prayer, seeking guidance, all of that. When I do identify now with the truth, like Nancy's saying, rather than a belief or an excuse, I've gotten very good at identifying really what is truth. That doesn't mean I'm perfect. That doesn't mean I don't have flaws. Please, we all do. Um But it gets easier the more you practice, just like riding a bicycle or anything else that you learn for the first time and you continue to exercise, just like muscles and working out in the gym. So I can now, when those pop up, I start to identify, 
oh, wait a second, is this an old behavior? Does this feel familiar? Is this something of my past? What meaning do I want to give this? Or is this really truth and I need to pay attention to it? How is my true gut at the core feeling on the inside? And that definitely is a process. That's wonderful, Dawn. Um, You know, you mentioned about truth and Nancy uh, mentioned it heavily. And, And to me, I always make an analogy when I talk to people that knowledge with a capital K equals truths with a capital T equals capital G, capital M. That does not stand for general motives. <laughs> I, call it, <laughs> I, call it, I call it God's mind because that's really where it is. Then you've got uh, information with a small i. This is where 95% of our subconscious is programmed, misinformation, so much of it. And then it equals, well, on the truth aspect of the of the uh, data, anywhere from 5% true, 15, 55, 75, whatever, equals capital, I mean, small m, small m. What does that stand for? Man's mind, okay? You got to pick what's natural in life, what God gave you, what he designed you to do. Everybody has something that they're good at, and that's what you use to serve your fellow man. That's your job. So pick something that you're passionate about, and that automatically will mean you're good about it. You will do a good job in it, and you will enjoy it. Most people are not happy with their job because it is absolutely something they don't want to do. Absolutely. And so I would just quickly piggyback off that, Don. I would say the the best advice, you know, I could leave our listeners with tonight is to have a heart of gratitude. You know, I don't have stinking thinking about the bad stuff that's happened in my past. Um, at the time, was it painful? Did I enjoy it? It was painful. I didn't enjoy it. The journey has not been the easiest. But today, I have so much gratitude you know, for what I've been through. Here we are preparing for a hurricane in Orlando, Florida, you know, and being a single parent, being the one in the household, you know, because I grew up, um, you know, tough times, working hard, all of those things, you know, here my 12-year-old boy Mason is able to see his mom go out, pick up all this patio furniture, you know, shove it through the door in the house. So, I try to operate every moment and want to encourage our listeners, regardless of where you're at today, regardless of what you've been through, no matter how small that place is in your heart, try to find that place of gratitude. Really reach inside because everything happens for a reason, for a far greater purpose that you will keep uncovering. We want to thank you for listening. If you have any questions about the show, please email us at wakeupandlistenradio at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook at Wake Up and Listen Radio or tweet us at Anudon Natural Solutions. Please use the hashtag Wake Up and Listen Radio. That's all we have time for now. Tune in Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And we'll be talking about ways next week on how to live your truth because it's the truth that sets us free. Bye for now. Yep. Take care, folks. That's all we have time for. Thank you for tuning in this week. Wake Up and Listen is broadcast live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Be sure to join Don Burnett and Dr. Don again for our next show. 